0: The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Kowal Investment Group and its staff. Kowal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the
1: Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome on News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic. On the air with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, and hosted today by Aaron Kowal, now president of the Kowal Investment Group. Yep. How's it going, Paul? I am fantastic. Great to see you again, Aaron, and a familiar face in studio. We have a guest yeah, we have Mike Sinkbile
2: uh, in in the studio today. I've had him on a couple times before. Uh, he, he's with uh, ShoreTech, who uh, we work really closely with him in that, in our business for for IT, cybersecurity, uh, all that. He's a great resource. So we get to work with him on a regular basis, and is um, a great resource there. And then figured, well, it'd be a great resource for for uh, people that listen on our radio show to hopefully learn something from. Him. I know I've learned a lot. Uh, from him, so we want to want to keep him a secret. So, uh, Mike, I, you know, I always say everyone's favorite topic is themselves. So, why don't you t- talk
0: about a little bit what you do, family background, and all that good stuff? Well, sure. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I do enjoy cybersecurity and all things IT, uh, business related. So that's been my uh, profession for 25 years now, and um, my family and I reside in Merton and. Uh, Love to hang out. With the uh, shout out to the Ausplit crew there at, at the uh, ski hill <laughs> on the weekends this time of year. Um, and uh, yeah, great to be back and and talk about uh, business IT. So there's you know there there's a lot of stuff going on, and
2: I don't want to say favorite topics, but things that resonate with people because you, you could, I mean, I could, you could talk about you know IT, you know technical data and technical things all day. That's not why we're we're here. I think I found that stories resonate, sure. um, you know, with people, and so, um, we're going to get into that a little bit. And and, and you know, you had mentioned to me before we came on that you know there was a, uh, so let's, let's talk about the, in August of last year, you know, LastPass, yeah, was was hacked in 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 August. Why don't you talk a little bit about
0: that? Why why people should should care about that? Yep, uh, that headline caught my attention for sure. Uh, for years, I've recommended people use a password vault to manage your password uh, environment. Uh, it's almost impossible to come up with a good password for every single system you log into, but that is what the best practice is. You really should do it. So, so you I should just
2: have the same password for everything.
0: Correct. Yeah, that's rule number one. Yeah, get a unique password for every system. I know it's tedious. Uh, my password vault is up to 1,500 now, uh, different unique passwords. No. Absolutely. You just have to have the tool. Make a new password for you.
1: Uh, let's just hypothetically say my sure. password is Paul, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. But I, let's say that I don't <laughs> want to use that for all of my accounts and yeah, everything. Absolutely not. That's the worst thing you can do. Yep. I that the that password guy, would be the worst password. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I've, I've heard people use password as their password.
0: Well, oh, sure. That's the old joke. But uh, even if you have a very good password but use it in multiple places, it's like having a very good lock in your house. And then the copy of that key gets out and... Uh, if the bad guy gets one copy, can get into all your doors and your work and your.
1: That's you know, a good things. another good analogy. Yeah. You know those mm-hmm. keypad's on not just garage doors but front doors. We have yeah. one on our front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy installing it say, please don't choose one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely. He, you added that five in there after you know.
1: Or, or zero 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 right? Yeah. Uh, choose something unique, and then of course everybody's concerned. Mike, how do we? I remember. All of these passwords.
0: Exactly. We can't. That's the bottom line. So a lot of folks rely on just the uh, mobile device that they happen to use if they're logging into a new site on their uh, Apple or uh, Android device. They let it make a password for you. That's okay. Uh, Now you're really trusting that ecosystem, whether it's Google or or Apple, to keep your passwords for you. I prefer to have a a separate vault. So uh, that's why this headline was pertinent. Uh, LastPass is a a brand of a tool that – Uh, keeps a vault of passwords for you. Uh, Unfortunately, they were hacked, and uh, their entire database, 30 million uh, password vaults, were stolen uh, from the system.
2: So not 30 million passwords, 30 million vaults that are filled with passwords. Yes. Now, can they access all 30 million? Uh,
0: They were quick to point out in their PR uh, material that no, uh, the password vaults are encrypted, so they do have plenty of security measures in place. However... How, however, good your password was to your vault is all that's keeping you safe right now. If you were a pass pa, password uh, customer, at uh, LastPass,
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, because you just need to have you know that one password exactly to get in. So you could have all these fancy passwords for everything, but if your password is Paul to get
1: into the vault, you know all those other ones are gone. That I'm, I hate to say it, I'm screwed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just said it.
1: I'd be screwed. Yeah. Now, why is this so so important? Everything now, everything's digital, right? All of our accounts that we have, yeah. right, Aaron? Yeah. I check my 401k plan, there's a password. Yeah. I go into my email, there's a password. I, you get the point. Everything needs a password. So I get all of this stuff. But there's also something called multi-factor authentication. Now, we have that here. I think that's almost common in business now, Mike.
0: Absolutely. It's the double check. So say you did have a unique password for every single system you're logging into If you also turn on multi-factor at each of those systems, now you have the unique password and then the double-check direct to you via a text message, via a unique code that's generated every 30 seconds that changes. Uh, Having that double-check proves it's you and not just somebody who has your your password.
1: I, I love it. I know it's one extra step, but knowing that everything's safe and secure. So I get a text after I log in, I type in that code, and I'm in. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, and that, and that's important. We have that, you know, too, for our business and for you know, where we're able to add, uh, you know, add that on. It's just, you know, it's just huge. I mean, and people don't, I think, take a lot of this you know, cybersecurity stuff seriously because it's something that, well, that just happens to other people. Yeah. Um, you know, and so or or
0: they figure, oh eh, my stuff's already been stolen, so what do I need to bother for it? You know? I'd say it's kind of like seatbelts; uh, they're they're just a necessity of driving. You just have to have them on, and it's now no longer a choice. You get tickets if you don't do it. Um, so turning on multi-factor, you won't be allowed to set up accounts in many systems unless you also enable multi-factor. So trying to keep your you safe uh, for your own good.
1: Just and this is safe. on the business level, but also on a personal level yeah. we're talking, right? Absolutely. Our guest, Mike Sinkpile, Mike's partner at Short Tech. Uh, he, you've been doing this, what, over 25 years? Yes. So this is really important. He doesn't important. look that old, does he? <laughs> he does not look that old. And I think Aaron made a great point, Mike. Do you agree? S- some people just don't take it seriously. We take it for granted. Unless you've been hacked or something's happened, you figure, what? Well, it's never happened to me. Right.
0: Yeah. The, the stories keep coming. Uh, as, as I walked in, uh, my father sent me a text message for a double check. Hey, is this legit? And usually the answer is no. The instinct is almost always right. Um, I'd say that I've always been security conscious. And if you have uh, had a unique password approach uh, for years and turned on multi-factor when you could and uh, just follow all those best practices, you can uh, sleep, sleep better at night. You know, they're
2: and they get more and more creative with how they're trying to steal, uh, steal information. Um, My wife got some, you know, interesting texts, um, this this morning. That you know, it says it was actually addressed to me. It said, "Aaron, do you have a schedule a schedule for this hour? I need you to handle a short but urgent task." Thanks, Jeffrey Kowal, Uh, to my wife, and she said, "This is Laura." It says, "Okay, Laura, I need you to physically go to any nearby store and purchase me some gift certificates."
1: Oh, that's not going to be from him. I need him. the card's
2: back codes for a presentation. i would reimburse you when I'm through. Let me know. That's if, a classic. If Heard if that you one can many help times. with that right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thanks. <laughs> now this this would be your wife's father-in-law. Yeah. You can just tell by the wording. That's not going to be from him. Right. So a red flag went up immediately. The thing is, you said your dad said that. I get this from so many people, and the, I hate to say it, they prey on the elderly. Mike, yes, I'd say listen
0: to your instinct, and if you have any concern, go out of band. That phrase uh, is important. So, if they've texted you that there's something wrong with your bank account, who you don't know who they are. They could be faking uh, their their path of communication or. Uh, the information they're sending you. so don't click on anything. don't don't use the phone number they give you to uh, contact them. Go to your bank's website or to a number you already have written down. reach out, talk to somebody there uh, in, in every case they'll they'll take better care of you than just responding uh, to the to the uh, messages you get.
2: So what did she do, Aaron? Oh, she went and bought the gift certificates and read the, I you mean, know, she's like, I got to help. Uh, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> it was the joke was the prince of Nigeria, right? That was what went around for years. Right. We're well beyond that. These, I think, hackers are fairly sophisticated right now. In fact, our own corporation, iHeart, tests us as employees, and they send out as a test. Uh, something that we shouldn't accept and about three days. Go by and they are like, hey, three days ago we sent this and half of you responded. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, you know, we went through the learning, all the tools to use that you're not supposed to. It, it's got to say from iHeart and it's got to have all the right things. But some people don't know. Aaron, I think we're very trusty. Some people are naive. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, um, you know, something we're, we're looking at too. It's because it's, we handle a lot of sensitive information and we want to, uh, absolutely we we take this very very seriously but you know what was cutting edge 6 months ago you know now is the bare minimum that you need to have and so we're constantly trying to improve um you know improve what we have and um you know and and i don't want to have to learn IT game and keep up with all this stuff so that's why we work with a great company to 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 help us with cuz it's, it's always changing and all the, the bad actors are I mean they're not idiots. They're
0: they're it's organized it, crime. It really is. It, and they have a lot of resources.
1: That that's almost scary when you say it like that, mm-hmm. but indeed that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if they're looking to get into your accounts and that's scary stuff, you would rather have your clients at the COWAL Investment Group call you and say, Is this legit? What do I do?
2: Absolutely. And you know, there's um, yeah, and they have to if if money goes out or if if clients want money you know that we actually have to speak to them okay we, we don't just take it you know at face value on you know on, on an email i I think I've shared this story but it's probably been you know a couple of years but we uh, you know, uh I have a client that uh, we got an email to and he's a runs a good sized business a global business so it's not out of the realm of possibility to be doing business overseas so he requests he's like i need twenty five thousand dollars to go to this to be wired to this bank account in uh australia and so it's like okay so we emailed him the forms got it back was filled out he put his social security number and account number the signature matched and everything was ready to go and it's like oh well, just give us a call to verify and he, you know he uh Called and um, like right away after you know and uh, uh, he's like yeah yes this is Joseph with a very thick Russian accent oh. and I'm like well for, he doesn't go you know this is why <laughs> his middle name not his first name and, and I was like okay well we'll get that money right out to you Joseph and um and so I mean there it happens you know so, uh, uh, a lot so we're you know we're, we're always on watch for for our clients and for um, you know, for ourselves to make sure that you know, nobody's falling into index. Fortunately, you know, it's, it's a pretty manual process to, to for mm. us to send money, which is fantastic.
0: Yep. So. That is an example of both multi-factor authentication and of going out of band. So definitely worth the time. I know it slows things down, but trade a little convenience for a lot of security. Hey,
1: explain that term out of band again. Yes.
0: Define that. Uh, well, the request in Aaron's example may have come in via email or via text uh, and then someone picked up a phone. They used a different channel of communication uh, to just authenticate who that person was that was making the request. Double check in with somebody you know owns that account. Yeah. So it's,
2: uh, you know, they, they get pretty creative. Uh, uh, oh, we've sometimes.
1: heard of. Um you know, where you get a call saying this is a social security administration. You know, we've had guests. Carol Richson is on all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, we need your social security number to look into this. You're never supposed to give that stuff no. out over the phone. There are red flags that pop up. But I think in the daily hustle and bustle of life, and let's face it, if you're 80 years old, you did not grow up using the Internet.
2: No. You know, and it's it's amazing how much has changed over over the years. I so I went to Arizona State uh, university for for school and my student ID which was printed on my uh, I my, my ID number which was printed on my card was my social security number. So we go same here. Yeah yeah to, um, so we go yeah. to get lunch and it's like well what's your student ID? And here's my social security number. You know, like thousands of times this was handed out just handed out to people. Oh I that's
1: mean, they've changed since I hope.
2: I, I hope. I would assume,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, but, that's one thing I never do give out a social, give out my social number. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, never. And, um, you know, and so it, it, it's interesting because that's information that we request for, you know, that we require when someone starts working with, you know, it's it's industry standards. You need to have someone's social security number when you open up. But comes. that's
1: when you're back in
2: college. I mean, we're, we're talking decades ago. No, I know. But it, I'm just, what I'm saying is the willingness of people to share that information has changed dramatically before. You know, we have a, a form, a, a confidential financial questionnaire. We ask people to fill out yeah. every time. There's so you know now it's like almost never, which is fine. It just shows how much how much people are are uh, conscious uh, of this, and that's you know
1: that's a good thing. That's right. We're not on today's show, the retirement clinic. If you're just joining us with Mike Sinkpile, our guest with Chortech, your company, you work with business primarily. Uh, or Yes, do you work on yes personal yeah, level?
0: and my specialty is in the IT area, but our uh, firm has many services. Originally a CPA firm with a 75-year history, so uh, the IT services go back 25 years, and we've always revolved around that business owner and the business itself and their needs, uh, small businesses uh, primarily.
1: If people have questions, they're going to have questions. Like, well, what about this? Or I had this happen to me. What's your advice, especially with regard to your finances, your retirement account? Maybe it's your four hundred one k balance, where you, you might be checking it a lot more these days, and I'm, you're not supposed to. I know you're not. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> but it, if I see a day where the Dow is up six hundred, I, I usually look into it. Yeah, Usually look into it. good. But, it's,
2: good. It's, it's good. You know, it's good to not look at your investments all the time because people make emotional decisions based around around that and that to their detriment you know they're and we have to get into all the details now but there's been studies done that show what you know what what published investment returns have been but then what people actually do in those is terrible because they look and say well this is great I'm going to buy it and then wait this actually comes with volatility it doesn't always go straight up and then they sell when there's some volatility and so while the, the fund or the investment does well over time individuals that do, don't now the investments is in something you want to be obsessing over every day or or even every month oh now you know you have to it, it's all based off of your individual situation but sure. um you know cyber is something you have to be pretty diligent about because that can affect your retirement. You know, we say, well, why, why do you have a cybersecurity or IT guy on the, the retirement clinic well, if you make bad mistakes and it's your fault, you're out of luck. I uh, don't see so this. It can really affect retirement.
1: In movies, now it's Hollywood. I get it, but I'm watching these uh, Jack Ryan series. Sure. And, you know the the following the novels are very good at CIA stuff, but it's always the classic. Check your account, and then they yeah. go on their computer, they log on, and it's, it's zero, on. it's yeah. gone, right? And well, I it's like think that old Sandra Bullock movie, uh, The Net. The Net, great yes. movie, of I course. Mean, at the very infant stages of the internet. Right. I mean,
2: but that's, I was like, well, that can
1: never really happen. Um, It sure. can. It can, and it does happen. And Aaron will continue talking with Mike when we come back. But first off, when we, we'll take a break. Yeah. We've got the boss segment coming up. I think we're going to do that. Yes. Here with you. We've got the sexy segment, wealth management preservation. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, It's a regular feature every week on the show. Yes. If you've got a question and want to reach out, for Mike, uh, you can do it a couple of ways. Reach out to the Kowal Investment Group with locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, and the newest location is in Heartland. Call 262-522-4040 or com. In fact, 35 years in business this yeah, year. Can't believe it. Congrats. Thank you.
2: That's that's it's, a, it's all because of me. I mean, we. You know, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> great team. Maybe some kudos should go to Jeff, your father. Oh yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, thirty-five years uh, on this station since two thousand and one. We've talked about that. And market reports Monday through Friday. You hear uh, those reports are in the Mark Belling show Monday through Friday on WISN at three and five o'clock in the news blocks. So again, we'll take a break. Questions for Mike. How should we send those people to your place? Mike, can they send you an email? How does that work? Sure.
0: Uh, they can contact me directly, and I'd be happy to respond. Uh, email and phone are fine. So uh, email address of sankbile. that's m-s-e-n-k-b-e-i-l, at chortech.com. c-h-o-r-t-e-k.com. And uh, phone would be 262-522-8248.
1: If you are driving and missed all that, just remember Cowalway.com, Great site with all of the contact information, and you'll get your questions answered from the Kowal Investment Group. Okay, we'll take a quick break with Aaron Kowal, with Mike Sinkbile from Chortech. I'm Paul Cronforce, WISN's Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back. Back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN, Saturdays each week at 10 a.m. With Aaron Kowal, I'm Paul Kronforst. Our guest is Mike Sinkbile, joining us from his company, Chortech. Uh, He's a partner at Chortech, and we're talking about cyber security. A lot of good advice given out in the first segment. Right now, though, it's time for the boss segment, Business Owner's savings and security see what i did there that acronym oh yes actually i didn't do that you came up with yeah this. i did <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's okay um yeah so when uh when i'm on i i like to to pick our guests brain about uh, issues that are challenging for for business owners and uh you know seeing as especially as mike works with a lot of business owners got a great expertise in there um so we you know we use um you know, I don't think it's you know confidential. We use Microsoft three sixty five for for a lot of our which millions of people do, you know, for um for for their services. So um but that and that's fine, right? So uh, I sign up for Microsoft three
0: sixty five and I'm good. I'm set. I don't have any issues to worry about now, right? Yep, it just keeps on working. Well, yeah, tips to the bosses out there that uh, do a double-check of that Microsoft environment. Don't just assume because it's working it's all okay. Uh, Aaron has said before, uh, cybersecurity is a changing environment. You need experts to uh, get involved and help you with this. Uh, you have to take advantage of the new security features as they come out. Microsoft does improve the security uh, options, uh, policy settings, and many many different uh, behind-the-scenes functions, you just have to turn a lot of those things on. So that's just part of the challenge that my team works on for our business clients when we're outsourcing the IT department function for them, and that is uh, turning on those security settings. And Because uh, a lot of them don't always turn on? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, starting with the fundamentals. When we onboard new customers, it's really important you have a backup. Some people don't remember that, that Microsoft – uh, does not promise they're going to back up your data. And it's pretty important data.
1: Like like uh, a cloud would. We're so used to everything being in the cloud, right? It is
0: a cloud, but don't uh, just trust the cloud. You need a backup still. So. There is no cloud. It's just someone else's computer. That's right. right. <laughs> That's,
1: I remember when the cloud first came out, I just didn't get it. Yeah. But well, where is
0: it? Yeah, uh, in yeah. data centers with lots of blinking lights. So you've got all your the email data out there. Yeah. You've got your files, uh, uh, your SharePoint, all kinds of data out there, your Teams data. Make sure you have a backup of it. So uh, that's the first thing that Short Tech does is is ensure we have a third party backup of the Microsoft cloud. Because there's a lot in there: your
2: calendars, contacts, files, emails, and you gotta back that up. Because, I mean, you know, something could it, happen. It is and... very
0: reliable, and it's often easy to forget, uh, but you do need a backup, even with a cloud vendor like that.
1: Well, just your, I mean, I've got an iPhone. I don't know if you use Apple products, but Aaron, just my iPhone if I don't have it for a day I can't get into my email at work yeah cuz my you know I need a text to get in with the authentic and I can't get in you absolutely need you, we rely on all of that so much the fact that it could disappear that data is gone hence the need to back up
2: is that why you're breaking out into a sweat right now you get a little nervous just thinking about that
1: i uh, did drive over the iphone with the lawnmower two summers ago yeah. and you know i the music stopped in the headphones. What's going on? You, reach. I
2: mean, you couldn't play Candy Crush for a few days. It, I, just...
1: it, it, it that day, I went out and got got a new iPhone at the AT and T store in Grafton, and they said, "Thankfully, your backup just occurred two days ago." Yeah. So again, you said it's in settings. A lot of this stuff is in settings, but if we don't yeah. have them turned on,
0: absolutely yes. Yeah. So to to the bosses again on the Microsoft front, if for the business services, there are a bunch of settings in the background that you need to look at. Uh, uh, you can have the uh, system. Uh, watch for anomalous behavior. So if you have somebody who is suddenly logging into their mailbox in Wisconsin and in California within minutes of each other, that's called the impossible travel uh, setting that would trip an alarm. If you turn these features on, you can get heads up on these things. So um, that's part of our uh, service.
2: Now, as a boss, I would figure, well, who wouldn't want that on? Why wouldn't it just be turned on automatically?
0: Uh, Microsoft's learned the hard way. That as, as they slam features on, they get uh, feedback, and uh, pushback from the market. So they have to be cautious about it. Uh, they have finally pushed the, the multi-factor uh, function as a standard, that you had just have to do that. Uh, but you can still, if you override it and double override it, turn it off. And you'd be surprised how many people still opt to do that, turn the security settings off. Wow. Well,
1: most, you know, larger companies, corporations will have an IT guy or a department that may do that for you. But if you're a small mom and pop, two or three, four people, you're probably doing this yourself.
0: Well, and even those poor IT guys, as you as, you know, the, the one man show, perhaps that's taking care of IT for even a good sized business. Uh, they don't have the time to keep up in all of this, and uh, uh, or the team, or they're just busy with day to day.
1: So they can outsource. I mean, that's what you talk about outsourcing the anxiety, Aaron. You mm. mention this all the time. Outsource your stress to us. I love that line because if if you're if you have anxiety with your savings, with your retirement planning, that's what the COWAL Investment Group does. Yep. Same goes for cybersecurity. Right, worrying about all this IT stuff. Have somebody that's knowledgeable that knows how to do it, and this technology changes almost on a day to day basis is that over exaggerating
0: no that absolutely you have to keep your eye on the ball uh We tend to watch the holidays a little more closely because uh sometimes we'll get notices from Microsoft and others that the bad guys are making a move at that time so you now we don't staff a uh a, a norad type twenty four seven you know center or anything however, our team is uh Highly responsive to take care of our business clients because we are the IT department. So when we do have a notice on uh, December 24th, which we did, uh, about a certain risk that affected uh, a couple of uh, clients, we rolled the the fire trucks, so to speak.
1: Speaking of bad guys, how's this for a segue from the boss segment to cryptocurrency? Oh yeah. And uh, the bad guy, with the goofy haircut. What's his name? Sam Bankman Fried. That's him. That uh, well, we were talking on the break.
2: That uh, looks like he's just a dorm dorm room college kid yeah, eating Cheetos all day, which he probably is. But um, you know, but uh, you know that, that the FTX drama. Um, I don't, doesn't that make Bernie Madoff look like small potatoes? Uh, unfortunately, it does. I believe. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, billions, you know, gone. Of dollars, um, yes. So FTX, Alameda Research, debacle. Uh, for, well, let's talk about the
1: risks of storing your investments in a crypto exchange. By the way, Tom Brady did have a million shares in that. In Okay. Isn't that wild? Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry? It, he had uh, the FTX bankruptcy. Docs show that Tom Brady held over one million shares in the crypto exchange. Wow. Uh, there's pictures of him hanging out with this guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, this guy was in the White shady. House four yeah. different times. Well, and you know, and he's you know, even after all this came out, they were still having him on panels to, uh, with like other somewhat legitimate you know, uh, uh, officials and people, and it's like the stuff isn't taken seriously. I, mean, I think he's just laundering money for a lot of them, and that's why uh, eventually, that's why they loved him so much. But tell, can you talk about that a little bit? You know, you say not your keys, not your crypto. What, what does that mean? Sure,
0: sure. Well, I'll just step back a little bit. This is not an area of uh, specific expertise of my own, but uh, I do know enough about it to, to be wary about that whole concept of the uh, crypto exchange. Really, cryptocurrency is in its infancy. Its uh, uh, strength and its weakness is it's not governed. Um, and so we're just going to have to be very cautious, in my opinion, about uh, this this whole front uh of uh, the new change in the market. So this specific uh, rerun of the classic Ponzi scheme appears to be the exchange service FTX, where you can give dollars and get crypto uh, currency back um, is uh, turned into a Ponzi scheme because of the uh, Alameda research related company was supposed to be the uh, uh, storehouse for the actual dollars. And I, I don't know how it all added up other than to say that it turned into a classic Ponzi scheme where there just wasn't enough cash at the end of the day to feed the uh, investments uh, being doled out.
2: Yeah, and we saw uh, you know, a drop in the value of a lot of cryptocurrencies you know, last year. um you know, and I think you know, we 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 only found out you know, made up because the markets dropped, and so the money coming in wasn't enough for, to fund the money going out. Uh, is that what? Well, yeah,
0: you know, happened here? The concept of currency and the financial systems all built on trust. So when that gets jarred and uh, shaken in a very very big way uh, by a leading exchange like this, then it shakes everything in that whole. Uh, sector of the economy. So um, I, I think just caution is is the key here, that little phrase you shared, they're not your keys, not your crypto. Let me explain that a, a minute. Um, so when you are giving dollars to an exchange to get cryptocurrency back, uh, you're trusting them uh, to house, typically, to house the crypto for you, or you could get that crypto out and store it in your own system Uh, These crypto wallets are literally a thing. It's not like a a billfold in your pocket, but a a uh, fancy-looking flash drive-type device that can store these codes because ultimately that's what crypto is. It's digital information that we trust is equal to value or currency of some sort. So um, this is not just a generic flash drive. Those are not reliable enough. These are heavy-duty Flash drives, uh, a couple of brands are well-recognized. They're safer and stronger, uh, heavier-duty, reliable uh, storage.
2: There's a, a very, very popular YouTuber. We we talked about this the other day, uh, Mr. Beast. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's like the fourth-largest, you know, m- mildly amusing guy. But um, he – I saw something – he was on someone's podcast, and he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, too, and he was talking about how his house was broken into. They took his clothes. They took his TV. They took, like, everything, you know, except his open laptop on his desk, and it had his uh, Bitcoin wallet password, uh, uh, a sticky um, uh, post-it note on his laptop. They didn't and take He said there that? was $2 million in that, and... That's the one thing that they left.
1: But it took a flat screen, which now can be bought for $500. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, insane. So it's like, so. Mike, should you put your um, your crypto wallet password <laughs> on a post-it
0: note? On a sticky note on your laptop. No, that goes to the fundamental of passwords on posted. Uh, post-it. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> and <laughs> lay in there right in his house, open
1: yeah. with it. Now if you're working, I get it, it's your office. But if you leave he or wasn't there, yeah. just in general, the headlines that we saw FTX has wrecked the crypto party mm-hmm. in paradise. It's given people a, a bad taste in their mouth. So, has it wrecked crypto? I don't think so. Or do we know it, the future? Probably it, not, right? But we don't it, know. No, we
0: don't. And it's it's a complicated uh, subject for sure. It's not going away, f- right, right? Just because of this one incident. Obviously, uh, uh, previous Ponzi schemes and the traditional. Uh, uh, securities world hasn't ended all of that uh, type of investment. So, it erodes um, trust, but it won't yeah, I don't think it'll destroy yeah. an industry.
1: A setback, that, yeah. That's a great way to put it. erodes trust, but will it destroy crypto? Mm, probably not. Right. So if you've got questions about any of this, I know crypto is very, like you said, in the infant stages. So you got to be careful. Questions? Reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. That's the phone number. Here's the website, thecowalway.com. Mike Sinkbile, our guest with Chortech. Aaron Kowal, president, is the host. This is the Retirement Clinic. All right, got to save time for the sexy segment. It's up next. It's about wealth management and preservation. What's the tease?
2: Oh, everyone loves to talk about insurance, so we're going to talk about
1: insurance. Insurance <laughs> is a topic. But it
2: it's, it's actually is very interesting, this this topic, umbrella liability insurance. Um, that it's, it's, it's easy to get. You just got to stay on top of this
1: stuff. Oh yeah, I am seeing umbrella policies. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. All right, we'll oh yeah. take a break. We'll come back with that segment here on The Retirement Clinic every Saturday, 10 o'clock on News Talk 1130 WISN. Back on The Retirement Clinic with Aaron Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. All right. Music says it's the time for the sexy segment. The general oh, yeah. background is it's about wealth management and preservation. But yep. you told us before the break, your focus today is on insurance, Aaron.
2: Yeah. And this segment is normally for people with a million dollars or more in in, uh, in in retirement assets. This will, will will include more people than that. And um, But it, this is... Especially huge if you have if you have assets that you want to protect, and people don't always think about about this stuff. And now, you know, I don't do this 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 insurance. It's somebody that you should be you know, you're talking to your your agent, or we can certainly recommend an agent for you. Um, so it says, do you need an, a personal umbrella policy? This is a, a white paper that we did. I'm going to read uh, a good portion of this, but and so if anybody wants it, reach out to us. We'll be happy to to send this to you. Uh, but one night. Your son borrows your car to go out with friends. While speeding down a road, he loses control, killing one passenger and seriously injuring two others. What would happen to your finances if you're sued by the families of the victims? Or what if your dog is provoked by a stranger on your property and bites the person in self-defense, but the person still sues you? Uh, These and similar scenarios are both horrific and all too possible. And these happen. The good news is that generally we see many affluent individuals and families facing these types of questions and risks head-on by taking steps to ensure their wealth is protected from lawsuits resulting from scenarios like these. Unfortunately, there's one aspect of a strong wealth protection plan that people too often underuse or even overlook entirely, an umbrella policy. If you have significant assets, an umbrella policy may make good sense. Here's a look at at what that is and why that is. Excuse me. Uh, you have insurance policies on your house and your vehicles, of course. You might also insure other types of property you own, such as art. But do you have enough coverage considering your personal wealth? If you're financially successful, the answer could very well be an emphatic no. That's because insurance policies tend to offer maximum liability coverage of $500,000. It's good, but unlikely not nearly enough if you find yourself involved in a serious accident. For example... For example, people who get hurt on your property may seek a whole lot more than $500,000 in damages. And, of course, your wealth can paint a target on your back. So if you're wealthy, I mean, you're going to have a big old target uh, on your on your head there. If they find out you're worth a substantial amount, they may well pursue an even larger payment, even if it's unwarranted. Well, there's no no frivolous lawsuits ever, so we don't need to
1: worry about that. No, people no, are not litigious at all now.
2: Uh, consider, But some of these are... It's going to strike a lot of people that are listening here. Uh, Consider just some of the reasons or situations you could find yourself in that may potentially boost your probability of being sued for significant sums. If you have a swimming pool, a pond or trampoline, you have horses, you host large parties in your home, you employ household staff, Paul. Uh,
1: you, you yeah. S- <laughs> yeah, my maids are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be uh, my situation. Yeah. But people you have, have yeah, staff. They do. They
2: do. Or you serve on a charitable board. Yeah. That's where an umbrella policy can make a big difference. Also called an excess liability policy. An umbrella policy kicks in when your other liability policies, such as your car insurance, hit their limit. Example you're involved in an accident and you, ser- and you were sued for a million dollars, but your car insurance only covers $300,000. In that case, your umbrella policy could cover the difference so you don't have to use personal assets. Clearly, then, an umbrella policy is useful to, to help protect your assets from larger claims and lawsuits that could potentially cause great financial hardship or even financial ruin. An umbrella policy cover, usually covers bodily and psychological injuries and can even include coverage for slander,
1: libel, and defamation. Yeah, you, people <laughs> your talk business, about <laughs> PTSD and yeah. all kinds of things after an event.
2: You know, it can also cover da- – that. this is important, especially you know, I've got you know, a 12-year-old um, that is you going know, to be driving soon. So it can also co- cover uh, damage caused by someone else for whom you're responsible, such as a child. Yeah. The caveat to have an umbrella policy, you need to have the other insurance policies, car, homeowners, et cetera, already in place. It's important. Make sure that there isn't a gap between your other policies and your umbrella policy. Where your car insurance ends, for example, the umbrella policy should take over. Otherwise, you're on the hook for that gap. And if the underlying car insurance policy is not address is not addressing certain risks, the umbrella policy can also miss covering these risks. Well, okay, the next question that you were going to ask is how big is big enough? While some affluent individuals and families don't have any umbrella po- coverage. More commonly, we see situations where wealthy individuals and families have umbrella policies that are not large enough to adequately protect their assets. If a legal judgment is greater than your liability coverage, you're going to have to come up with a difference, which may mean selling assets, possibly at depressed prices because of the bind you're in. Here's a pro tip. A general rule of thumb is that if your net worth is $20 million or less, make sure that your umbrella policy covers what you're worth. If you're worth more than $20 million, it becomes a question of how much risk you're comfortable taking on. Uh, and it, it, we don't need to keep going into this, but you know, extremely wealthy entrepreneurs, for instance, they'll have larger comprehensive umbrella policies as possible, and you'll get that's where you get start to get some specialty insurance uh, where you, you go into specialty underwriting with insurance companies. companies and as you said, they're
1: going to have a target on their back, Aaron, too.
2: Yep. And let me just wrap this up. You know, the, num- the cost of the coverage, it's cheap insurance. A number of factors determine the cost of the coverage, including the number of homes you own and where they're located the number of cars you own and the number of people being covered, including their driving histories, uh, the number of boats and or planes or other types of vehicles you own, (laughs) the amount of existing liability coverage you have before adding the umbrella policy, and one piece of good news, they tend to be relatively inexpensive because the severe occurrences that trigger them are uncommon. The upshot, if you don't have an umbrella policy, run, don't walk, and get one. If you do have an umbrella policy, make sure you're sufficiently covered and boost that coverage amount if you're not.
1: Yeah, so umbrella policy, clearly good stuff there, Aaron. And, and kind of a reminder to check into insurance policies. I had contractors over this last Wednesday. There was just slight solid ice from the fog, and they walked up. They're electricians. They hang chandeliers and stuff, and they're just saying, you should get some salt on your front walk. It's, yeah. They were right. I've got homeowners. They're licensed, insured, and bonded as contractors. I still went out and I insulted it. I don't want yeah. anybody falling right. on my side. We've only got a minute here before the break, but let's act, ask Mike from Chortech about insurance with regard to, uh, on the break, we're talking about crypto insurance. Yeah. Is it uh, a thing? Cybersecurity insurance. Cybersecurity, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cyber risk is part of business risk these days. So uh, we're seeing a huge uptrend in. Uh, the questions that are asked, asked during underwriting, how secure are you? What are your policies and uh, what's your position? And what is our risk as an insurance company? And we're answering those questions for our clients. So that's why it's helpful to keep those policies really tight, dial up all those optional security settings to make, make things as secure as you can, uh, keep the hopefully the uh, premiums as low as possible on those right. risk.
1: Again, settings. we're in the infant stages it. of this, right? Yes. So um, I mean, No one
2: was really thinking about cybersecurity insurance. Five, 10 years ago, you know, five, 10 years from now, it's going to be even, it's going to be massive.
0: Claims have skyrocketed and so have uh, premiums.
1: No kidding. Boy, just something to be aware of. And again, these are evolving times, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, IT stuff and technology. Really good stuff in the sexy segment and the entire show with our guest, Mike Sinkbile Chortech, is a company's a partner at Chortech. We'll come back and give out all of the contact information if you've got questions. And I know people are going to have questions about this topic of cybersecurity, even if it relates to your retirement account or whatever it is. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Aaron Kowal, WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. <laughs>
0: Many states don't allow newly built homeowners to move in until furnace ducts are sealed because sealing ducts saves energy. Even in brand new homes, clean living environments will save you money for life. Get more out of your ducts at cleanlivingenvironments.com. That's cleanlivingenvironments.com.
1: When you hire your local pro painters, you get the power of doing it right. Detailed project proposals. Excellent customer service and trusted professionals who get the job done on time and on budget. The power of experience. We're kings of the scaffolding and pros with the stucco. We've been there, done that. Get your project started at Certipro.com and get the power of pro. Each Certipro painter's business is independently owned and operated.
2: Is the cost of college weighing you down? Don't worry. There is a ton of untapped federal financial aid available right now. The University of Wisconsin System has financial aid experts across the state waiting to help you finish the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid. Go to wisconsin.edu for more information,
1: and FAFSA will show you the money, but only if you fill it out. Sponsored by the University of Wisconsin System.
0: All right, guys, this is gonna be the most epic radio ad ever. Why do all three of us have to be cramped in here? Yeah, it's such a small booth, Jason. Because we have to say these lines together like we practiced. All right. Okay. Here we go. Capital heating, cooling, and electric
1: presents say day, repair seven days a week.
0: Okay, stop. What? This one word at a time is... Ridiculous. People need to remember, Capital gets to you same day, seven days a week. They'll remember because nobody else does that. Because we believe you should never have to wait for your heater to get fixed.
1: And really, nothing is more memorable than our original ditty. Same Same day Day repair, seven Seven days days a week. week.
0: Same day repair, seven days a week Same day repair, seven days a week Same day, Capital repairs your furnace Same day, seven days a week Call us or go online at CallCapitalCares.com
1: It's not easy being the one Everyone counts on to keep your operation running No matter the weather or supply chain hiccup But we get you Raymond in Buffalo Maria in Miami And Jules in Troy Taking control of everything that's under your control at Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wrapping up today's retirement clinic, boy, we talked a lot of cybersecurity issues. Mike Sinkbile, our guest from Chort Tech.
0: First off, where are you located? We are in Waukesha on 164 and 94. They're right
1: across the road from us. Mm-hmm. From the Kowal Investment Group, yeah. world headquarters, yes. many locations. How do I reach out to you with questions, Mike?
0: Yeah, two ways I'd recommend email or phone. Email is msankbile at chortek.com. M-S-E-N-K-B-E-I-L at C-H-O-R-T-E-K.com. And the phone number, 262 522 8248
1: boy we thank you for your time today great advice you. protecting yourself with cybersecurity issues and this goes along the line of your retirement plan right aaron Absolutely. so questions the kowalway.com is a good start yeah kowalway.com uh
2: k-o-w-a-l uh, reach out to us on uh, uh on our website call us 262-522-4040 um, or we're on all the socials, too. So find us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter at Kowal underscore invest as well.
1: That phone number again. Questions are welcome to reach out 262-522-4040 in Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, right at Highway 20 in the freeway, and the newest addition is in Heartland. Uh, good stuff today, yeah, and thanks. plus all the social media uh, Aaron, thank you so much for a great show once again. And uh, both of you, Mike, Aaron, have a great weekend. You too. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks for joining us on WISN. We're back next Saturday, at the retirement clinic, 10 a.m. each week on WISN Milwaukee.